Alright, welcome to another episode of Unfiltered Spotlight. Here you have your boy Derek from the Unfiltered Brothers. And I got two uh great gentlemen uh with me for this episode, uh Tehran and Rod. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves to uh, to y'all. Uh Tehran, you go first. Uh yeah, man. Like Derek just said, my name is Teron Watkins. Uh and I guess the new best newest way to introduce myself is I am a best-selling author of a children's book, Superpower Activated. The Adventurous Tales of Maximus and O'Shea. Uh, I guess also beyond that, I would like to say I'm also a podcaster, a co-host of Speak the Universe Listens. And, you know, I'm just somebody just trying to inspire the youth. So that's who I am. Cool. And um, pretty much all of what he said, I'm Rodney, Rodney Boyd, uh, best-selling author. Uh, I feel like I'm a leader in the community. Um, podcast, I'm on the same podcast, Speak the Universe Listens. Yeah. That's what. So how, how y'all boys feeling tonight? I know y'all, uh, Tehran was telling me before we got started, uh, yet, yesterday y'all talked at a, a basketball camp. So how y'all boys been been doing this week so far? Yeah, that was the time. That was, that was the most fun I had in a long time, man. Just remembering being a kid and, and being at those camps and to be, and it was never a, a black author or anything coming to speak to us. It was strictly about basketball or whatever we were doing, and so just to be able to to go talk to them as as a black author coming to speak to them and, and them really taking to what we were saying and and really enjoying the time it was a blast. Yeah, man. And just to echo off of that a little bit, I'm just having a good time through all of this. Honestly, it's uh, I was just telling y'all a little bit earlier. The one thing that I'm really having a blast doing in all of this is once you do something, you never know what other opportunities open up. So it's just been a blast connecting with everybody on different levels. It's like, man, I had a friendship here, but now we also connecting there. Or we thought about this together, and then we also building that over there. So it's just fun to see, like, everybody uniting around something that is special to me, man. That's what's up. Um, and before we before we even get into this interview, I got to gotta give a backstory of pretty much how we got to this point today, right? All right, so if y'all didn't know, me and Teron, we met in college, freshman year, through another roommate, shout out to Derek Brown. Um, but pretty much became, became brothers throughout the four years of college, continue to stay in contact with each other to this day. Um, so funny thing, so around 2016, 2017, Teron came up to us and said he was doing a podcast. At that time, at that time, I did not know what a podcast was. Um, but Toronto started doing that, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna support my boy, see what he got going on. Became an avid listener of the podcast. I don't know why y'all stopped. I'm just throwing that out there. But um, enjoyed the podcast and everything like that. That was the first podcast I ever listened to because I didn't know what podcast was. So, oh man, I mean a lot. Fast oh, forward, this- fast forward to probably probably like November 2019. Talking to my boy Ran, well, we were just having conversations because we was got we got tired of working. We tired of working. We was like, man, we gotta find something else to do. We was listening to the radio. We was like, just imagine sitting around just talking to on the radio, or whatever. Four to five hours, you get paid for the rest of your life. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, my boy Teron, he had a podcast. 
I can hit him up and see, you know, how he got all that started and everything like that. So I did that, hit the run up, see, you know, see how they got everything started, see what equipment they use and everything like that. So I'm saying that to say if if it was for Tehran, we probably wouldn't have Unfiltered Brothers right now, um, the podcast and everything like that, because I definitely enjoyed his podcast and definitely helped us, uh, pretty much helped me get the format of how I wanted to run our podcast. So I appreciate you, Tehran, for that inspiration. And that's why we- Yeah, that means the world to me, dog. That, <laughs> like, yo, like, man, I see, one expecting that, y'all. That really means the world <laughs> to me because, you know, when- it that was just something so organic. I was just coming to my friends, telling them what I'm doing. And to know that that even went anything further than that is just, man, yeah, no, nah, thank y'all, man. That's dope. Man, we appreciate you. Yeah, Rod, you too. Because you, it was, was y'all too. Uh, who was the other lady, uh, the lady over with y'all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, shout out to y'all for that, for the inspiration. I definitely enjoyed that. Rod, uh, Rod definitely put me on to that French. French and Sway Lee song. I'm gonna go back to that. <laughs> y'all used to do those hey, segments. Man. Hey, it's yeah. crazy you say that because like me and me and him talk all the time about like how things are now and how we were so ahead of the the, the the wave with the podcast, like in the playlist and all of that stuff we were doing back then. Facts. Yeah. So it's crazy yeah. to see now. Similar to that, I was talking to a coworker probably like last week. Um, remember Toronto? You remember you used to have that cup? Yeah, bro. I was look, I brought that up to a coworker the other day. I was like, you know, first we was like, I don't know what he got going on, but then I was like, <laughs> nah, Toronto was before his time. Yeah, <laughs> you I was thinking utility. You you know, you want to have a drink and you want to have something to eat all right there on the spot. It was perfect for a college student. They just they had the wrong market, they went to kids. <laughs> it was for us. You you literally said that. I was like, yo, you was before your time, yeah. <laughs> But um, you know that's the backstory of how me and Teron met. So how how did y'all two uh how did y'all two meet? Uh, right, you can tell the best because it's hilarious. Meet? Yeah, we met in Pampas. That's um, why it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we we've been we we've been together since since babies. You know that's uh, we first cousins, and I feel like our family like. Put us two together, like made us be together. Some somehow they knew something was special about us two, and they put us together, and we've been together since. That's what's up. Y'all got that Gillian Gillian Wallow connection. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, it was actually funny. Like anytime we have like a game night or whatever, we love playing taboo. But everybody kind of think it's unfair because we kind of got like a twin type of like connection in terms of communication. They be like, Yo, y'all over there cheating, but it's just nah. A real connection between my brother. That's what's up. So, you know, we eventually we're gonna get into uh the book and everything, but just sticking uh sticking on y'all for the time being. Uh describe y'all y'all cousins, y'all grew up, you know, describe y'all childhood. And um, so pretty much it's a two-part question. Um, how would you describe your childhood as well as um what's one thing you miss most about your childhood or character trait that you had as a child that you wish you still had now oh man that's a great question actually um because that's actually a lot of what the book was about too so that's a great question so man like so my childhood was my childhood was filled with a lot of fun and joy man it was again I had Rod as my brother like I 
say it all the time, it's not a thing in life I experienced without him. So I genuinely always had a partner with me, always having a fun time. And we was always into different things and always just exploring different things on how we can build and help and like also just being creative. So I think if you would ask me the one trait that I wish I still had, that I'm actually glad that I've started redeveloping through the podcast that we do and through the book is that feeling of imagination, man. It's a, as a kid, I think it was nothing that we couldn't see ourselves doing or nothing that we couldn't like think of like in that moment and create something more fun. But like as an adult, we tend to get stuck in like, oh, you know, this is what my life is. And it's like, nah, man, like that imagination is all it really takes to make the next step. How about you, Rod? Uh, yeah, um, great childhood. I think I think the one thing I enjoyed the most looking back about my childhood was I felt like the people around me were challenging me when I, when I was younger. Like I had my family, like I said, they put us together. Like, and I felt like they challenged us to think outside of the box and to be innovative thinkers and to, you know, think outside of the normal. And that's a lot what this book is about too. Nice. So I do want to get, I do want to get back into the, the, the podcasts. So first, how did Let It Be Known come about? Ah, <laughs> yo, so, uh, so we had a group chat, me, him, and the other friend that was on the podcast, and uh, me and him would be arguing back and forth, arguing back and forth all day about music, all kind of topics, and um, at the time, I didn't know what a podcast was, but Teron did, because he used to listen to Joe Budden podcast. And so, you know, we, we we got the you know, we used to debate back and forth and we like, yo, we need to start a podcast. We like I wasn't really sure on the on, on the concept or what it was at first. And then he like, all right, our other friend's gonna mediate. I mean gonna uh, <laughs> you know, be the mediator between me and him debates or whatever. I mean, from the first episode, she didn't mediate anything. She was <laughs> right in the conversation with us, arguing back and forth. And then it just sparked from there. And like uh, to see like that we used to really sit outside of my grandma's house in the car with with an iPhone recording us, and we just discuss topics and, and, and go at it. And to see now where we came where we came to where we got a studio and all this other stuff. So it, the journey of it of podcasting has, has been beautiful for us as well. That's what's up. It's funny because the the stories are. It's kind of similar because the four of us, uh, the four people that do Outfit the Brothers, um, it's pretty. It's pretty much we was always always hang out. We will always have variety topic conversation that we have. Mm -hmm. just maybe like going to beat ups, getting some wings, drinking a beer around that around that table. You know, just having conversations. We'd be in the group chat talking and everything like that. Kind of how me and like the other group chat with me and Tehran is in as well. But um. Yeah, we was like, man, we might as well uh, do this together. And then it's funny because we have another segment called Unfit the Arguments. And me and Joe, if y'all watch Unfit the mm -hmm. Brothers from the beginning, we always argue. Mm -hmm. We like we're like that in real life. Like we 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 roommates <laughs> now, but um, yeah, we always argue, and that's how uh, the Unfit the Argument segment of our podcast came about. Because we was that's how that's our relationship right there, just arguing and everything like that, and. The rain and fall can do nothing with us either. So we just took over the conversation and just kept it rolling. Man, you really man, I feel like that's like the best pause be though, man. Pretty much. Cause honestly, we just honestly we just started 
honestly, it was like for fun at first, but then like after a while, a couple of the guesses that we had on in, in the beginning of the, when we first started, it kind of reached a couple people, especially when we was evolving around like, cause 2020 was a crazy time we all knew. So like the mental health part and the killing and all of that. So when we touched on those topics, it seemed like it was reaching a good amount of people. So it was like, you know, we might as well just take this thing more seriously, turn to LSC and actually get this thing on the road, you know, have something that's ours, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what it's all about for me. That's very dope. Yeah. So y'all are, so like y'all was speaking, y'all all are co-hosts of another uh, podcast, uh, Speak the uh, Universe Listens podcast. So uh, will one of y'all go ahead and tell us about a little bit about that podcast? Yeah, man, that's, um, that's okay. So I'm going to give y'all my favorite way to describe what Speak the Universe Listens is. is in a short version, it's a podcast just about changing your perspectives on mind on life and like changing your mindset on how you're approaching life now deep version of it you know this is a podcast that low-key would just change your life and you kind of see things happen instantly if you just start listening to the conversations or even picking up half of like the things that we kind of like apply or whatever because it's all about really just pouring into yourself man like speak the universe listens has become not only just a podcast with me but like almost therapy in a sense and like also like a lesson to myself to remind myself to do those self-healing things that I would like to do. Gotcha. You got anything on that? Anything to add on that? Oh, yes. I mean, just, you know, we just, we, we talking about how to get to the best version of you and how to live a life of joy and, and happiness. Cool. Yeah, I just recently uh, started uh, watching our episodes, so it was definitely, I definitely enjoy those type of conversations, the positive conversation. I don't always need to hear, you know, about the the tea that's spilling and everything. We can talk about that too. (laughs) (laughs) So, but we, you know, of course we talk about it sometimes, but, you know, we, of course we try to still have those positive elements um, throughout the episode, but I like y'all fit. Y'all got a good vibe going on in the show. So I need to, I might need to come talk to y'all, you know, about some setup. (laughs) Feel free, man. We always available to talk, man. We always just looking to give any advice and help because, yo, like, especially in the podcast space, it's such a new space that everybody's trying to learn together. So, man, I always believe each one teach one. Right. All right. So this. So question. Right. So I didn't even write this one down, but I know for me personally doing a podcast, it kind of. I, I think Tehran can contest to this, like it kind of helped me grow more vocally. You know, some people may think, you know, uh, of course, around some people, I might be an introvert or whatever. But of course, around my friends, we're going to have a good time, whatever. Um, but for me personally, the podcast has helped me use my voice in, in a positive way, uh, make some type of influence or whatever. For y'all, did you, did you, when you started, even with the first podcast to now, uh, have you started seeing like growth within yourself when you having those type of conversations? Uh, I'll let Rod take that one first. I think I think just just the time and the knowledge we have now is 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 way more broader and, and it's, it's just more knowledge that we had from then. So for us to be doing it and having 
the longevity in it, we learn so much and, and learn different ways to do a lot of different things. And when you look at speaking, you know, it's just like repetition. The more you speak, the more you can put things together differently, the more you can, you know, uh, articulate yourself better. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I didn't even have this answer at first, but Rod actually just said something. It also sparked another thing in my mind, too, which is the word longevity, man, because, you know, when I think about doing speak and even starting from Let It Be Known, I think about the consistency that I had to just like, I, I did, it was a certain level of consistency that's required in that because when you're doing a podcast, it's so easy to start and then maybe stop because things aren't going well or start and then maybe something happened in life and then you stop. So I'm very appreciative of Speak the Universe Listens, especially because that is a project for six years running. It's not an episode missed like every week for six years we've been dropping something. And so like, I think that when I think about the different traits that is installed in me, definitely a consistency is one thing that podcasting has helped me do. That's what's up. I, and I applaud y'all for that uh, consistency. Um, pretty much how you were saying, man, you know, we, we grown now, graduated college, we got our degrees. Uh, we got a lot of responsibilities now. Me personally just moved in the apartment, you know, so got rent and everything. So, you know, it just, damn, what I was going to say. That shit slipped my head. Damn. But no, I just preached. Oh, I know what I was saying. I appreciate cause consistency, bitch, just because when, you know, life be happening and sometimes for us, you know, we got two people that are fathers now. So mm-hmm. they got they got different types of responsibilities going on. I got a lot of different things that I got going on. You know, I DJ a little bit now and mm-hmm. I don't know, I just do a lot of stuff, you know, and I'm trying to experience more, more things in life. So it's hard to put our schedule together and sometimes we can become discouraged and and move forward but I just I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative that we made it three years you know after originally we started so consistency oh, it's a big accomplishment yo so yeah pat so yourself on the back man yeah consistency is definitely important so I'm learning I'm learning that but I did have a question when you, when you talk about podcasts well when you look at the world it's like when you look at the internet, it's easy, it's, information is easily accessible today, um, and it's easy to spread misinformation. So when we do our podcasts, we kind of a voice for the people. You know, we of course we have um, when we drop every episode, we try to entertain, but we also try to like inform, inspire, you know, empower our audience or whoever those that's listening, and. Like you were saying, millions of podcasts probably get started each and every day. Um, but at the same time, we got to pick and choose what we take in, mm-hmm. the information that we uh, take in. So it's kind of, so I got a three-part question for you. When we, I don't know, I got, I'm going to add one. I'm going to add four. All right. Well, the first one is, is your voice important? All right. Second one is your voice needed. And the third one, who are you speaking for? I'm gonna let y'all do that, then I act up one. Think about oh, so is your voice is your voice important? 
Is your voice needed? And who are you speaking for? Now, I like those questions because, like, the first two for me is like an instant, like, yes, is my voice important? Yes, my voice is important. Is my voice needed? Yes, it's needed. Who am I speaking for? It's always interesting because I think I'm speaking for, like, the dedication I wrote in the book was to all my family generations before me and all that will be following after me. I just want to lead the best example I can for at least my family. Um, and so I think when I think of who I'm speaking for, I think I'm speaking for myself most of all and what I feel is my highest version, but I'm also speaking for the people who are also surrounding me and also align with the things that I'm aligned with. When I, That's when I think of when I think of when I'm out speaking like it um, yeah so i would say uh yes to both of the first questions and um yes i feel my voice is needed because i i feel like i can be a, a shining light for people to say okay well if he can say this and he can do this then i can too um what was the last question again who are you speaking for Oh uh, yeah, just speaking for, like, I'm just, I just, I'm, I swear, I'm here to just inspire and, and just to, to inspire people to be the highest versions of themselves. So, I'm speaking for anyone who who want to do something different and live a life of abundance and happiness and and joy. So, I'm speaking for whoever want to see something different and and even the ones that that can't yet. I'm speaking for them mm -hmm. as well. Nice. So this uh the fourth question that I just thought of. Do you think your voice is being heard? Man, that is um that is a great question. And I think uh I'm gonna get to one of the parts of uh, that I always feel like is my favorite to podcast topic, which is gratitude, man. I think my voice is being heard, and I know that from the gratitude that I'm often showed by everybody around me and all the love and support that I get whenever I do step out and I do something. And I feel like my voice is heard and being felt as well. Like I think that the words I'm saying are also being felt by the people that are around me because when they are encountering me, they're saying like, yo, that was just a great encounter and I appreciate you. So I definitely feel like my words are being heard and felt because I feel like the people around me are living embodiment of some of the things that I believe in and they pull those same words back into me. Yeah, and I, I, I can piggyback off of that and uh, just say, yes, I, I feel my words are being heard. And um, my focus is on, is, is not on who's not hearing me. You know what I mean? My focus is, is on who is hearing me and whoever is hearing me is who is supposed to be hearing me at that time. And so, and, and, and a lot of times, even the people in my life and, friends, family, they shock me all the time. Cause sometimes I don't be knowing if they listen or not, you know, and then they shock me like, well, you said this there, or, you know, and they'll shock me all the time. So yeah, we being heard. And then when we go and, and speak to kids at a basketball camp and there's hundreds of kids in there and I'm speaking directly to them, that's all I need to hear me. Like it. Similar to, uh, I kind of had that mindset as well, just when we do, well, now when, when we do episodes, I try to be more intentional with the conversations um, that we do have. 
Um, but going into it now, it's just like, I, I mainly do it for myself, selfishly, but um, I know somebody's going to hear it. Like, I don't care how many people hear it. I know somebody's going to hear it and it's going to impact that individual. Um, and that's, that's what I want the legacy to be. And like you were saying, some people will come up to me that I would never think, listen to any of our episodes, watch any of our episodes, because they don't follow us on anything. And they'll just come up to us and be like, y'all boys stupid and this and that. So it's like, okay, yeah, so I am doing this. I am doing this for a reason. So it's, it's always good to get that that type of feedback. from. I like, <laughs> I like what you said about uh, doing it for yourself first, because I think that's key. Um, when you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it out of love and joy, it's hard for people not to take to that. Yeah. Because I kind of learned that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know I talked about that. I talked about, I ain't going to get too much into because this is about y'all. So um, I did talk about that on one, on one of our episodes, just pretty much how I get, I get more, sometimes I get more self-motivated when I start acting selfishly and not thinking about what other people feel, just how, just look inside, look internally and figure out what's best that's for me at that moment so that's that's how i usually get myself going and everything like that but um we're gonna sh shift gears a little bit we're gonna get into this book a little bit man um but first what made what of course the basic question what made y'all write a book and why why choose why choose a children's book um yeah so uh, we, we, at first, uh, so us on the podcast, we had discussed doing a cartoon. And so, um, we had that, we, we had that in the works and then our aunt who was on the podcast with us, uh, Ben McLean, she ended up writing a, a, a children's book. And so after that, it was like, well, let's do, let's do our story, you know? And it, it just came from there and all three of us collabed on it like that. And it was, um, it initially started out as a character about me. And then you can't have a character without about me without him. And then it just went from there. Who is uh, who? Ah, uh, Maximus. Maximus. Yeah. And so I'm going to say, and so the way that my introduction kind of came into the whole story was, I remember having a conversation on our vet and she was like, yeah, well, you know, Tehran, if your name wasn't Tehran, what would it be? And I had never given that question any thought, but my mom always said, you know, I was this close to naming you at the Ice Cube. So I was like, well, my name probably would have been O'Shea if my name wasn't Tehran. So that's how we got to O'Shea. Mm -hmm. oh, I like hearing these stories, man. It's always good to hear that backstory of how everything come about. Um, did any, like, because um, my roommate had this question, he read it, he, uh, he read it too. Um, he was like, did any, because of the name, of course, Superpower Activated, he was like, did any superheroes or fictional characters and in, like inspire y'all when writing this book? Um, honestly, not too much. I think um, not too. I don't think I was really thinking about that. I think it was because of the space that we was kind of introduced to it in. It was always about the pod first, so I feel like every conversation I was having was always like, "Dang, man! Like, why don't people really know that?" Like when you do this or you do that, like, that's you, like, really activating something special. Like, your intuition is, like, a real key thing that you can use in life. And then um, it kind of just spurred from there. Uh, Rob, was you about to say something? 
Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. It, it wasn't uh, inspired by no character. Uh, by no gotcha. That the name kind of came about after doing the stories and things like that. Gotcha. So what type of uh what type of books are y'all usually reading yourselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm I, I'm the guy that uh, does Audible and, and listens to biographies and things like that. So some of my favorites have been like Will Smith biography. Uh, a random one, Matthew McConaughey had a good book, but, but yeah, so I'm the audio book guy. Gotcha. Ain't no wrong yeah. with that. Man, I'm kind of the same as him. Um, I definitely want to shout out my favorite book, of course, uh, When Black Women Speak, The Universe Listens by Vet McLean. That is uh, probably the best book I've read in the last 15, 20, 40 years, and I ain't even 40 years old. But uh, outside of that, I'm kind of with him, heavy on the audio books. Uh, so Chris Paul got a new book out I've been listening to. That's kind of been uh, heavy for me lately. Um, also, Malcolm Gladwell, I like listening to um, anything that Malcolm Gladwell pretty much writes. All of his books are pretty much a good thing for me. Um, so yeah, kind of, Gerard kind of touched on it. Uh, he had one of my questions, that, you know, pre-answered one of my questions that I had. So you already kind of touched on out of pretty much the superpower that's pretty much in this book is pretty much your intuition. How you feel in that gut feeling that you uh that you have and everything like that. Um so how did what is the story behind it? How did y'all get inspired to write that type of story? You on mute you on mute right uh believe it or not uh, it's inspired by us as kids um that first, uh, that in the first chapter, that scene in the in, in the pancake place was was a real scene with me and my aunt and uncle and, and I hopped as a kid, and, and like we said earlier, uh, we just always been challenged as thinkers by our family and, and the people that were raising us. That's so, yeah, That's pretty much how this story came about. Uh, we really like we they they kind of honed in on us having superpowers early. That's dope. So we don't we don't necessarily think of that as something that intuition as something special that we have, just that gut feeling. Um, when you whether you just in an environment, you just the energy start changing. You be like, oh, time to go, trying to get out of mm-hmm. here. That you know that gut feeling right there. Um, well, Rod, you already mentioned that was a, a real story for you at the, the scene at the table in Tehran. Could you describe a time where you had like a gut feeling and like the, the decision that you made at that time like made a, a big difference? At that moment? Uh, yeah, man. Actually, um, I had one of those feelings right around the time that I was meeting you. I'll never forget uh, attending Longwood. And at the time, I went to Longwood because you couldn't tell... I told everybody in my high school and everybody from middle school, I just want to be a teacher. So I went to the school for teachers. I was like, yo, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. And I remember sitting in a history class and like having like a gut feeling like this ain't what you want to do. And then like I carried that on, didn't say anything about it. And then I went in the class again, like the next week or whatever, had the same feeling. And then um, ended up having like a random little outburst uh, accidentally. I was like, man, I don't want to be here. And then it was like, oh, like said that out loud. Um, actually ended up being in the same class that who was my advisor came to her and was like, Hey, I think I want to change my major. She's like, Yeah, I kind of figured, <laughs> but that was definitely like one for me because I think 
if I would have continued to be a history teacher, it would have been a fine life. But I think I definitely might have skipped out on a lot of adventures that I've enjoyed through life now as I went through changing my major. And I know for you, there's a follow up question for you. Um, just being with you through those four years, of course, you had your challenges and everything. What what was your main motivator? And, um, you know, just keep continuing on with your uh, college journey and everything like that. Man, it was, um, I don't like to call it too challenging, honestly, because I, uh, the main motivator was actually the thing that kind of made it easy for me was the people around me. So as y'all know, I spent the first two years of like my time in Longwood spending a lot of time right down the road at Rod crib. I mean, at Rod school. So I spent a lot of time my first two years with the people I was comfortable with. But then also what made me more comfortable with continuing on like in the studies was I had a great support system around me. Like you, Derek Brown, Aaron, Jarrell, like everybody was always a great motivator. And we all kind of like really just stuck together. So I never felt like I was alone in anything I was going through. And I think that that's very important as well. I think that um, a lot of more people should lean on the people next to them because you never know what they're going through as well. And everybody works better when it's all a collaboration. And uh, these people are also a part of your union. So let them be a part of your village, man. Thanks. How about you, Rod? What's your... Uh... What's your biggest motivator right now? Uh, my my biggest motivator right now is just uh, just looking to inspire more people, more and more people, uh, touching more and more people every day. Like, that's my motivator. Good. So, so pretty much getting back to the book, um, you know, I felt like there was a lot of like morals and values that was displayed you know throughout the characters and everything like that um y'all maybe maybe already answered this but was that really you know was that intentional to make the book uh pretty much enjoyable for like all ages to read uh i know for me like the way that the whole book came about was just a big collaboration effort so as we started putting together it started flowing but i know when we started getting closer to the end and I started seeing that a lot of the characteristics and like the traits that you would like to make sure that everybody is being taught were embodied in the characters. It meant a lot to me because in my work experience, I had just been recently saying like, yo, really, if you want to teach somebody something, put it in the children's book, because that is just the easiest, most digestible way for people to really take in information and really understand what's happening. So I definitely think that um it was a concentrated effort to really make sure that all of these characteristics did display in the characters, even though it's a children's book, but make it also for adults as well. Guys, because I was definitely reading it. I was like, man, I could pick this up myself and I could have, you know, read it and got some gems from it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of figured like you had some type of intention to make it, you know, not a, it's a children's book, but have, you know, a, a lot of learning lessons uh, within it that, you know, kids can carry with them, you know, for the rest of their life. Yeah, I think also it just kind of organically came out, out like that as well. Um, it's a lot of things as, a, as, as, as adults that we forget that, uh, you know, that we can take it back and make it simpler and putting it in a children's book is, is, I think that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people are like, oh, this is great for me too. Right. So um, knowing y'all in real life lets people understand the characters better. Um, 
you know, throughout the book, it felt like, well, O'Shea is, is his great friend. Because if Max Mills would have started having some type of feeling over there, I would probably start asking some questions. Like, what you got going on over there? But, um, you know, O'Shea showed a lot of trust in Maximus, you know, being there for him, you know, throughout those feelings and trusting him, knowing he ain't gonna make, um, he ain't gonna put you in any, any danger or anything like that. Um, so you definitely show trust um, throughout the book. So um, my question uh, for you all is pretty much how important is trust in a friendship and what advice would you um, give kids to keep a, a strong bond throughout you know, elementary school, all the way through high school, even after graduating college, which will be your advice to kids to help them. Because of course, you you gonna grow uh, apart from some people, but there's some people that you know that you have a special bond with. Just how we, me and Teron met in college. When you meet those people, you know that you have to keep those people in your life because they they mean something to you. So, what advice would you give kids? I think, I think I I love the, the I think uh, friendship is probably the most one of the most important relationships that you have because the beauty of it is we're friends just because we want to be friends. Like a friend, like a friend is different from a brother. He my brother because he my brother. Like my mom had both of us, but a friend is like we literally friends just because we want to be friends. Like. It's nothing that makes us have to do this. You know what I mean? So I think uh, that's why friendships are so important because we're choosing to be friends. Like, we're choosing this. Yeah, and I think uh, just to echo off of what Roger said, I trust in friendship is important because, like you said, like once you realize that this is a choice that you're making, it makes you value it a whole lot more. Like when you realize like, oh, like I'm choosing every day that like I want to be your friend. There's nothing that we have to do. There's no obligation to the other person. You're just choosing that. Then I think you really buy into it. And what I would say to people about like friendships that may be almost growing apart and like maybe you're like, oh, well, what are we going to do in the next stage of life is also know that everybody's also able to grow with each other. Like just because you're going to the next stage in life doesn't mean that the friendship can't grow with it as well. Um, and most friendships actually do end up flourishing and growing to the next level with you because the best friends and the ones that you trust the most are the ones that end up pouring into you and you guys end up growing on similar paths or if not even on similar paths, at least on similar wavelengths to where you're always connected. Do y'all think um, trust is like the most important thing in that, in that foundation of a friendship? Or what, what would be the most important thing to y'all? Uh, it's trust, up there. It's up there for sure. Trust is definitely, it, it, you know, it could be the top one. Yeah, and just like unconditional, mm. it's love. You know, like I love you as my friend, just just because. Like you don't have to be doing something for that to be the case. Like it's unconditional. So yeah, trust in that is, I think, is two two of the biggest keys. Yeah, man, he just hit it right on the head. And um, I might fully agree. I think it's, yeah, number one, unconditional love in a friendship. And then number two, right there behind it is trust. I think that um, both are very key to making sure that everything can sustain. And because, like, you know, when you trust somebody, 
you ain't never really looking over your shoulder for what's going to happen on the other end. You know that that person has their best interest of you in mind as well. I think that that's um, when I think about friendship and brotherhood, that's one thing I'm always very appreciative of Rod of is I never had to think about anything else. I know that any decision he's making, just like Max, just like O'Shea knew that Maximus was making, was always in the best mindset of not only him, but myself as well. And I think that's true friendship as well. Like it. So two more questions for y'all. First one, uh, when you look back, when you look at look back at your childhood, is there something, is there something that you can think of that you took for granted and you look uh, back down and it's been like, damn, I should have, I should, I should have appreciated that a little more. I would say just uh, being childless as a thinker. You know, um, now, you know, because I actually skipped a grade as a kid. Uh, skipped second, I mean, uh, skipped third and went to fourth from second. And so just like that challenge that my family and people around me at the time were doing for me as a thinker and as, as you know, in, in education and knowledge and things is, is something that was unique for that time. And I, I took it for granted. Yeah, man, uh, I guess I'll give you a joke and saying the real answer. Uh, so one thing I took for granted, you know, was my height. You know, I wish I was a little taller. You know, that's the only thing. Might have been able to make something on the court, you know. But, you know, we ain't got to talk about that. We ain't going to talk about that. That ain't, that ain't look, man, look, to do with height. Y'all ain't got to hate. I, mean, I had a lot of work <laughs> against high. me as a child, yo. The, like, you know, mix. actually, you asked me mix. what was the hardest part about my childhood. It was the fact that I was short and I couldn't see, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But um, one thing that I think I maybe took for granted as a child, really though, is uh, nothing actually. I think uh, I was, I feel I was very appreciative of all the things and the people around me and the experiences I got to have, and I just always want to make sure I'm thanking them and giving that back in any way. So I hope I didn't take it for granted, and I hope that I am displaying the best version of myself that everybody around me saw that I could be. Nice. And then last one, when talking about this good book right here, what are some of the lessons that y'all want kids to take away from the book? Ah, oh, man, just, uh, we talked a lot about it. Just, just knowing that the superpower is within and, and all you have to do is activate it. To, you can trust yourself and, and you don't have to move with the crowd. You know, be on, think we be a leader. You know, and enjoy what you're doing. Have fun. Before you go to, um, I want to follow up before I forget the question. What what gives you that power? What inspires you to actually believe your word and go along with your gut feeling? Because sometimes you be in your head too much and you go mm -hmm. back and forth between, you know, between the decision to make. So what is that, what, what inspires y'all or helps y'all, you know, listen to that, to that voice that's talking to in y'all head? Yeah, I think that um, for me, it's uh, actually, it's, it's the imagination, actually. You go right back to a lot of what I would also want to put on the book is, you know, just always keep your imagination. But for me, what makes me keep like that mindset and inspiration to keep going is the imagination of, okay, one, knowing that anything that the one knowing that i'm creating everything that is outside of me 
So knowing that everything that I see outside of me also had the power to create differently. And then also when you believe in, to really believe what your dream is, feel how you want to feel in that dream is what I would like to always tell people. Like if I want to be a millionaire, I think about how it would feel to be a millionaire. And the more you start just walking through life feeling like that, the more it starts to actually show up into your life. So I would definitely say, you know, just be more of what you want to feel. you rock uh and i would just say um your focus a lot of times we focusing on all the things that we don't want so we're focusing on i don't want this to go like this i don't want this to go like that i don't want this to happen like we 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 focusing on everything we don't want and that's all we're talking about and we're putting all our attention attention on that instead of on what we do want you know if 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 i if i do want this to happen then why am I thinking about it not happening? Thoughts create things. And so I think it's, it's, it's the biggest thing I could ever tell a kid or anyone is focus on what you do want and not what you don't want. I think that that little key right there, it can change your life drastically. Gotcha. And Teron, you um, answered that last question. What what lessons you want kids to get, uh, get from the book? Uh, yeah, man. Friendship uh, actually is another thing that I really would. I think that's a that might be my favorite point here lately about the book is um really valuing friendship and really like when people pick up Superpower Activated, The Adventurous Tales of Maximus and O'Shea, I really hope that they really take time to really dive into how genuine of a friendship Maximus and O'Shea really did have and really do have and seeing how that's growing throughout their lives. And I hope a lot of kids can also connect and find a friend like that in their own neighborhood or in their family as well. Nice. So with that, we come to the conclusion of this Unfitted Spotlight. Uh, y'all got any last final thoughts y'all want to give to the people? Of course, give y'all social media and all that good stuff as well, too. Yeah, man. I just want to say thank you for having us, man. You had some great questions. And even took us down memory lane with those old podcasts and everything. It was great to hear. Yeah, I appreciate it. I yeah, appreciate I said it. what when I when I when Teron, you know, posted the book, I said, Oh yeah. I, well, one, I wanted Teron to come on the podcast and you know. Now is a perfect time to along. definitely, you know, get Teron on. But um yeah, I I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, same for me, man. The only closing remarks I will have is just thank you, man. And thank y'all for lending us this platform to just speak about the things that we're doing. And also thank you for like taking me down that memory lane, like Ross said, and being my friend, man, and my brother. Appreciate you. Oh yeah, no problem. I said I can't mess, I can't mess this one up, man. Yeah. You know, I said, I said, I really get look, I said I should have went back to school for like journalism or something. I was like, I got I gotta, you know, you my boy, man. I gotta make sure I do my due diligence. You know, look at y'all info and everything like that. Make sure this is a, a great spotlight for y'all, especially what you got going on. Yes, Definitely sir. make sure y'all go get y'all copy. If y'all don't have it already, y'all slacking. Um, I definitely will post a link in our description. Um, you know, once again, uh, we are on the Brothers. Follow us on social media. Um, you're watching this on YouTube. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button down at the bottom. And, um, you know, with that, y'all stay blessed, y'all stay safe, and we out here.